everybody. Uh, welcome back to Formula Femme Fatale. Uh, this is Kiki and we've got Nat here. And this week Hello. we're going to talk about Barcelona Spanish Grand Prix. Whoop, 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 whoop. And unfortunately, neither of us got to go physically to this one. And I missed most of it uh, this morning because I was not feeling the best, had a little bit of bug, but doing much better now. And so we're going to we're going to talk about it. And uh, there's a few heartbreaks that happened after this one. Uh, we'll talk about Yuki, especially that one is <laughs> ridiculous. I, I can't get over that. And those of you who watched it obviously know already that. Yuki, he's just one of those. I just feel bad every time I think feel bad for. Like I'm, I'm so empathic towards him. He seems like such a sweet soul, and he did not deserve this. But anyways, protect him at all costs. Also, protect, like, yes, protect Yuki at all costs. He, he's so funny too. Like he's so funny without trying. There's a video where they're all the racers are interviewed. What, what's your goal? What's your dream? They're all world champion, world champion, world champion, and just Yuki. I want to open a restaurant. A restaurant. <laughs> Like you, you can, like you have the money to start one. Just do it. Protect that man. Lewis Hamilton has restaurants. I did not know that. Yeah. They're like vegan burger places. Ooh, that sounds great actually. Right? Neither you or I are big on red meat. Like. I cannot. I can rarely, I think that's why I felt so terrible last night. Cause we had a cookout and I ate a lot of red meat. So. Oh, that that's where it is. Probably but some some little little things about the Spanish Grand Prix in Barcelona. They removed the like iconic chicane, so it was a little bit of a different turn. So that was interesting. Um, there's not many spots for overtaking, like, but it's not like Monaco, where like Monaco, there's like nowhere. But you could overtake in turn one, four, and five, I believe it was. So there were still some spots. Um Qualifying, Max Verstappen, again, um, shocker. But again, he's killing it. Can't really Max on, on pole. I'm just used to it at this point. Like, he might as well open up a pole studio. <laughs> a little juice there. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, it's almost like whoever gets P2 is on pole because Max is always on pole, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, I agree. It's, but... Max is the default. We're just following him. He's the pacer. Basically. But this was a home Grand Prix for two of our racers, Fernando Alonso and Carlos Chilipo-Signs. Love both of them. So qualifying went very well for a few people. Um, Again, Max was on pole. Carlos Um, P2, first ever front row at his home race. Attaboy. And then P3 for Lando. Right? Like, good job. Much better. Well, much better. I know. They're, they're proving that they have it, but it's just the car, I think. Um, But there was actually a clip after qualifying of Max looking back to see who got second and third, and he had to do a double take, and he, like, even in an interview, he was like, I was not expecting Lando up in p3 actually let me rephrase that i wasn't expecting mclaren i always expect lando to be up high and i was like he thinks so highly of lando that makes me so happy well but that all the racers do like lando he he's the spot-on guy it's just again mclaren the cars a tractor 
It, they are. They are absolutely tractors. Which, but that know, was the highest McLaren start in Spain since 2011. Very impressive. I, we're seeing a lot of that this this year, though. We're seeing a lot of firsts and a lot of mm-hmm. ones ever. It's the last race we had, you know, our first ever Frenchman on podium since '96. Uh, this time we've got, you know, McLaren starting up third. Like I, I'm I'm here for it. I love the. Don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. Because it gets worse. It does. Ah. Pierre Gasly had two separate instances. I can't remember exactly what they were because I'm still on Monaco time. So I'm all kinds of wonky with sleeping. Um, But he got a six grid penalty. So he started in P10. But without that penalty, he would have been in P4, which is impressive still. Uh, And then P19. We don't need to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it. (laughs) That was his first time dropping out of Q1 since Monaco 2019. When I saw that, I just, I, well, number one, I knew you, you were going to be heartbroken because. Shocker. You know, Ferrari's breaking my heart. Well, you know, I think, I think Ferrari fans, like we just have to understand that we're, we're in it for Ferrari and the drivers were not in it to win it. We were last year. And that's how you get Fine. the fans though. You got to have, you got to have a good season every now and then. Just, oh, this is not I agree. It. But they also, so Charles Leclerc started from the pit lane. Again, first time dropping out of Q1 since Monaco 2019. But they were, there were some changes to the car. They changed the side pods and it was a little different. Uh, You know how normally the Ferrari car is like wide bodied? Yep. They slimmed it down a little bit. Which, you know, at least that shows that Ferrari is taking the initiative to change the car in the first place, like we've been beating on them for the entire season to do. Um, was this the time? Obviously not, but. But yeah, I mean, Charles was talking about in the practices that it felt fine. Like he was doing fine. Carlos did great in qualifying, but so in free practice three yesterday morning, he did fine and then in an interview after qualifying yesterday he was saying that he was having issues with the left hand corners he was having issues with balance difficulty issues with the rear and he even said and i quote i think there's something wrong i will be very surprised if the car was fine so i don't think it was anything with the car itself i think there was just something that went wrong between practice and qualifying and And maybe too maybe it was just you know driver adjustments with the with the new additions to the car right and I mean he did fine I mean he he made up paces in the race but we'll get to that um Yuki Sonoda he lost control of his car in Q1 on turn 11 and I was like no and then and then Valtteri and Nick DeVries also lost control of their car in Q1 on turn 11 that's so unfortunate fortunate but again that just shows that's the track at that point and that's all driver that's nothing to do with the cars unfortunately that's all driver well even in the formation lap during the like before the race this morning George Russell was looking at an alternate turn instead of going inner he was going outer and he actually spun out into the gravel right like during not the formation lap but to get onto the grid to do the formation lap he spun out into the gravel 
just interesting on that. So I did see a comment that somebody was saying they thought he did that on purpose to test out in case he had to go into the gravel on an overtake. I'm, that makes sense. I mean, I could see it. I wouldn't put and it past I, him. No, and you know what? I get it. There's nothing to lose at that point, and it's kind of hilarious. And to be honest, something I could see him doing, but right. And then, as we have mentioned in the past two episodes, Logan Sargent in P20 again. Oh, Logan. You know, honestly, at, at this, this point, point, there's there's nothing even more we can say about it. He just, he needs to get it together. He really does. And it's, I I feel for him. It's your rookie year. It's a tough one. And he is having a brutal first year. I think if he was in a different car, he would do great. I think so too. If he were, you know, if he was in even uh, Mercedes or Ferrari or definitely in Red Bull, I think he would be doing much better. I think he'd be I agree. I think points. I think like, it's the on, car. I, I think it's the car. But that's kind of all I have on the qualifying because, I mean, qualifying was pretty good for the most part. I mean, biggest thing was Carlos getting the highest ever start in his home race. That's amazing. And then Lando just made my heart so happy. You could see that he was so excited and so proud. And I mean, it's been a while since McLaren was doing that well. I mean, I don't think they've done that well since Danny Rick left. After seeing the qualifying results, I was super excited for this race, but I also was venting a little bit because, uh, you know, not going to bash on any teams and I, I'm excited for all of them, but Red Bull, man, shake it up a little bit. <laughs> right. Just give us a little something, something. Give us a little taste of something else. Um, unfortunately, Lando's excitement was short-lived. Lap one, turn one, Hamilton and Lando make contact and immediately Lando's on the radio. I've got damage and pit and needed a new front ring wing and went to P20 immediately. And it just, it was heartbreaking. Which, yeah, I mean especially you take such a high from starting where he was and so depressing yeah I mean but they're they're proving that they still have it for the like for some a little bit I mean he even said in an interview afterwards that he was like I I wasn't expecting to win I wasn't expecting to stay in p3 unfortunately it's just we just had a lucky day yeah to go he's like we had a lucky day I don't think it was luck that got him there no. come on Lando. I think I think he's a phenomenal driver he's just in, I I honestly think if he left McLaren people talk about when drivers leave teams did it ruin their career or did it help their career and unfortunately I know that Lando loves McLaren as a team but I really think that if he left it would be amazing for his career Exactly. Like he's so loyal to McLaren, but clearly they're not as loyal to him or they would fix what they could with the cars and they would get him set up for winning. Right. Um, Then the hairpin in lap four, Lance Stroll came up into P3 and I was like, oh, uh, all right, go you. That's new. (laughs) Yeah. Like good for you. Um, Lando Norris actually ended up getting fastest lap for four and five. So he was trying. He was making a comeback. He was pushing. pushing. Um, Lap seven, Charles Leclerc up three positions. He actually ended up, 
he ended up placing 12th, I believe. I haven't looked since the penalty for Yuki, but I'm pretty sure he, he was up there. He he worked his way from 19th. He was pushing hard. I'm Good very proud him. of him for that. And again, Carlos was killing it. He lap 13. He was holding good pace. And then, of course, Ferrari had to pit them or whatever. They did a double pit again at this race. And I was like, why? Why do we do this? I, you know, it's got to be some, like, I know there's strategy in that. But at the same time, I would rather have one teammate out to try and hold position. Like, I, I, agree. I don't see why you would push your whole team to the back and you know mm -hmm. uh, again I know teams like to try to keep the drivers together <clears throat> because they can make enough gaps for people to get through but yeah I this strategy hasn't worked out for them in past races I'm not sure why they keep doing this no um I I hate saying this but I think they need a new strategist I would agree with you after the past three races alone I I think it's time I mean, going from second in having a racer in second place in the world championship and then being, I'm pretty sure, the leader of the world constructors championship last year to kind of being a contender. Yep. I, I mean, you you have to reevaluate. I agree. And it's like, um, if, if one or not, both of your cars aren't getting points every race, like something's wrong. Right, and we, we both know that Carlos and Charles are both great drivers or else they wouldn't be driving for a, such a prestigious, or prestigious team. It, it's the cars. It is the cars. And we and, know it's the cars. And Everybody knows it's the cars. It's the cars and the strategy. Fix them. Yep. Um, yeah, you're, but you're, he was holding otherwise, you're wasting pace. away these great drivers and you're ruining their careers for nothing. And you're burning them out. You are burning them out. I mean, look at Charles. Like, he's trying his best. And his he's showing and qualifying that he can do it. And then you're just, you're, they're, they're letting, Ferrari is letting him down. They are letting their drivers down. Oh, 100%. And then also the FIA just throwing out, like, penalties and grids. Listen, <laughs> listen. The FIA, this race, I can't. I, I want to talk to somebody. Let me speak to somebody. I just want to talk. Um, sorry, I'm scooching up closer. It got really dark outside really quickly, and I don't want to get up and turn my light on. So I'm going to just scoot closer to the camera because that's how I do things. But Carlos was holding P2 for a good pace on lap 13, or lap 13 against Max Verstappen. And I was like, yes, home race, let's do it. Um, he ended up not getting podium, but he still got pretty high up, which I think is amazing for a home race. Also, that is probably the last time in this race that anybody got close to Max for a while. So for a while, um, lap twenty-one, George Russell talking about that he didn't want to pit and that he was like, "I can improve the lap time. Like I don't want to pit this and that." And Mercedes let him go with that. They they trusted their driver, and I think Again, more teams. Ferrari, take notes. I think more teams should do that. Where Mercedes they, out of everybody they have instinct. So I'll say Mercedes out of everybody has the best strategist that I've seen this season so far. Like we all know Red Bull has the amazing car and that's what they're doing. Like the car is, you know, 90% of it, but that strategy really pushes you to the end. 
And with the way Ferrari or Mercedes has been and how often they've been on podium this season or having their drivers both finish in like the top six, like their strategists know what they're doing. And it's right. because they trust their drivers, especially somebody like Hamilton. Hamilton's a great driver. Phenomenal. I mean, if he wasn't, he wouldn't have seven world championships. And it like, yes, there there's a reason they have strategists, but there's also a reason these are your drivers. Like they have instincts, they know what they're doing, or else they wouldn't yes. be here. Um exactly. but he was saying that he didn't want to pick because he's like, I can improve the lap time. And then Turn one of lap 24 in my notes. I have that Pierre Gasly did an amazing overtake of Nick DeVries. I think, I mean, it was a tight squeeze for a second, but he pulled through and went ahead. And I was like, wow, that, that was amazing. Good job. I definitely missed that one, unfortunately. I wish I would have been there to see that. I meant to catch rest it was, of it, but it I haven't gotten pretty good. Because I was, I was not feeling my 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 greatest. That's okay. I wrote enough down for the both of us. <laughs> um, lap twenty seven. I wrote down that Max Verstappen pit, and he still came out in P one after pitting because of how big the gap was between him and Chaco. Which again, that's why I said like. Max, he he just floored it. He was gone. This whole race, like, there was nobody touching him. Like, mm -hmm. by the time I I was able to catch what I could, like, I I knew I knew what it was going to be. I knew where Max You turn the TV be. on and you're like, Max is winning? Okay, who's in second first place? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, not, not, who's, not who's second, who's in, who's in second first place. Who's in the real exactly. first place? Because the pacer is, you know, 30 seconds ahead of everybody. Exactly. I think one of my favorite moments of this entire race was George Russell and his commentary. Um, before I get into this one, he did an overtake. I cannot remember what lap, but he he overtook. Oh, actually, it was lap 35. So lap 35, George Russell overtakes Carlos Sainz, and they said, um, good job. And he was like, good job. That's it. That was good. <laughs> give me more yeah. that was fantastic yeah and then lap 28 he comes on the radio and he says rain at turn five nobody else is reporting rain and we're all just like I mean it's a little cloudy and a little gloomy and they were expecting maybe some rain possibly kind of like Monaco where it was kind of just up in the air <laughs> and then lap 32 George Russell comes back on the radio he goes is anyone else reporting rain? I reckon it might be sweat. <laughs> the car is sweating. The humans are sweating. He was sweating so bad in the car that he thought it was rain. Oh, bless Also, him. George, I have a question for you. If it's raining, how is it getting inside your helmet? <laughs> you know how's what? The, how's the rain they, getting inside got... the helmet? They've got a one-track mind on the circuit, and, you know, logic goes out the window. Again, instincts. We're talking instincts. These boys no, are relying I, on instincts. I, I agree, instinct. but it's just, like, so funny. <laughs> instinct knows nothing of common sense. No, I agree. I just, I think it was so funny where it's rain at turn five, a couple laps later. Anybody else reporting rain? I think it's just me sweating. <laughs> Oh, love George Russell for that. And then another funny 
mean, it wasn't like funny commentary, but Carlos signs popped on the radio. And usually when Carlos or Charles, as Ferrari fans know, if those pop up, it's usually heartbreak. Um, Everything but, Ferrari is heartbreaking. Yes. But he popped on the radio and he said, find the best way to beat Chico. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. Well, there's his priorities. He was because Chico was in second and he was in third at that point. He was like, find the best way to beat him. Like, that's all he cared about. Like, I mean, go you. Um, and one track mind, these boys. Uh, yes. Um, for all my Lando girlies out there, including myself, um, lap 38, he was still P19. And uh-huh. it, I think that just goes to show, like, what we were talking about earlier. It's the car. Because, I mean, he qualified in P3. And then for the majority of the race, he was at the bottom. Um, lap one was detrimental to McLaren. Oscar Piastri did, he did great. I mean, good like, for him, but. It's still heartbreaking. And yeah, then two I... laps later, Lando gets lapped by Max. Which, again, Max, I don't know what the car was on because you can't tell me you're putting normal fuel in that thing. They're putting, it's jokes on you. It's actually um, Elon Musk made that car and it's a SpaceX t- prototype. Oh, great. That's what it is. I should be tracking it. That, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's not an actual car. It's a SpaceX prototype is what I'm convinced about. Um, then lap 42, we had the double pit from Ferrari, and they switched both Carlos and Charles to hard tires, which, if anybody knows anything about Ferrari in the car, like we talked about in Miami race, that car does not do well with hard tires. No, and they've made this mistake so many times this season. I I agree. I everybody knows that car does not do well with hard tires. Why do we keep going back to them for long periods of time? Just because they last long periods of time. I think they would have done better if they stuck to medium. No, I agree. We've I mean we've brought this up how many times now in past podcasts? Like leave them on medium, soft to medium, or hard switch it to medium. But like right, medium should be the majority of your race. I mean, Charles pushed pretty hard. Charles pushed pretty hard on soft for a while, and I think he did a really good job with that. And Carlos was on medium, but switching to hard, again, we've seen it be detrimental, and we we don't know how it's going to act with this new upgrades and tires and stuff in a race. And maybe that's what they were banking on. They were banking on it being different this time, but unfortunately, it did not take the cake. Well, then we had some issues with our... SpaceX boy, Max. Um, Dodo, Max Verstappen. Max <laughs> <laughs> um, turn five twice. He so he went off the track limit twice on turn five, and he had a little warning. Later on, it was. I'm trying to find where it was. In my notes. I can't find it, but at some point during the race, oh, um, he got black a black and white flag. Right flag. Yeah, third track limit warning for ten. Uh, it 
And then he was trying to push for fastest lap, in which I get, but also at the same time, Max, you are like, you're pushing 30 seconds ahead of everybody. Like, you don't need What's, fastest lap. Exactly. Like, at that point, like, is it overambition that's getting him? Is I, you know, is he is he getting too complacent being that far ahead? Or is he just getting tired and just making these decisions because he's starting to wear down from just trying to keep pull? Right. And I really don't know, but he kept asking, like, on the radio, he'd just be like, oh, uh, what turn? I think he knew what he was, I think he knew he was doing it, but didn't realize how often he was doing it. Yes, I, I would agree. I think he was just trying, I think he was just trying to challenge himself. It's like, let's and see how far fair. I can really push it. And especially when you're that far ahead, like, yeah, you do have some leeway for, you know, playing around and trying to beat your limits, but at the same time, like, Max, you're do you got a good thing going. Keep it up. Mm -hmm. Max, I, I mean, I stopping. agree. Max, we're stopping. Ain't stopping. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, this race, there were no safety cars and no yellow flag. Woo woo. So that was fun. Good job, man. Uh, right? Stop driving like maniacs. We understand you want to go fast, but like stop hitting each other. Um, except for Yuki. Yuki. Okay, but Yuki. Mm. So I watched. I don't think that was. I, I don't think that was his fault. No, I I rewatched it, and Joe definitely. So when the overtake happened and he came on the inside, he pulled into Yuki. If you watch it, there, like Yuki did not change his his trajectory at all. He was going where he was going to go. Joe ran into him. Mm -hmm. and, and Yuki came out after the race saying that he thinks that the penalty was too, too severe. I mean, it was the same as uh, the penalty that Carlos got a couple races ago where, I mean, he started crying. Like, there's videos of him, like, like, pulling the visor cry. down. Yuki, like, Carlos like pulled his visor cry. down and cried. Like, I would cry, too. And well, Yuki and Austin, is so, he's such a pure human. Like, you know that he didn't mean to, even if it was his fault. Like, you could tell he felt bad. But when what, five you seconds footage when you review the footage though like i don't understand how they would penalize yuki and not joe because he was there he took and you know what's the risk when you overtake he took the risk he put himself in that position he was the one that caused that like there's, there's i mean no, i agree there's no other way to look at it i i'm genuinely surprised that they gave that penalty to yuki and oh, I, I agree. And let alone a penalty that severe. Yeah, five seconds in F1 time is like an eternity. Exactly. Besides for Max, because he's right. Doing five it. seconds. Five seconds. Yeah, I mean, he's just hanging out. Um, another George Russell moment on the radio just comes on. He goes, "Well, I catch him at this pace," meaning Jacob. And they just said, <laughs> yes. And that was it. That was the yes. interaction. Will I catch him at this pace? Yes. And that was it. I was like, you know what? Short at least to the point. Exactly. That's why like, you don't even have a whole conversation on the radio. And at but also, one point. LOL at Checo for everybody. Or poor, poor Checo. He's just, he's just living his life, doing his best. He's, he's doing great. He's out here living, and we love him for it. 
Max actually came on the radio and said, these tires have, these hard tires have no grip. I'm sliding all over the place. And then he pit again, changed tires and was still out with a 39 second gap between Lewis Hamilton. That is insanity. Again, I'm saying it's a SpaceX rocket ship. But also like his tires would... He had worn them down as fast had he not been pushing for fastest lap consistently. I don't think so. But yeah, also, he can afford it. He can't afford point, it. He can't afford it. He really can. He's got he's got the gap. Just keep it up. Sorry, I just got distracted. A deer just walked by my window. Um, but I'm back. Uh, for those oh my of you gosh. No, I there's a window right in front of me, and it looks out on a hill, and a deer just decided to. Uh, it's watching me um it's it's listening oh. it's a formula one fan i think it's a max fan because it it, it came out when max. we were talking about max okay so uh max just so you know the deer in california are red bull fans top red bull oh wait no no the fuck it's a deer it's a deer <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> i know my animals well, yeah. uh, Nat needs to go back to kindergarten, but that's okay. We're here now. Uh, moving no, on. <laughs> so Max changes tires, still has a ridiculous gap. Uh, the defense. All right. So between Esty Bestie. And Fernando. That was kind of wild. Um, Fernando just whipped out to overtake, but I think he like, overshot it a little too much just because SD Bestie was defending pretty hard and he actually like you could see some sparks come out from behind Fernando's Woo! car and I was like dang he's pushing they're both pushing pretty hard and it, it was impressive it was a good it was a good move I'm sad I missed that too we're gonna have to go back and watch all of it I w- I'm definitely going back because reading about it's not as good as actually seeing it and seeing like the highlights yet yeah, not as good. Well, I rewatched the I mean, I was at the Monaco Grand Prix, but I, I mean, I didn't see all of it and we had the TV and stuff, but I didn't hear the commentary. I went back and watched it on the plane home because I That's was like, okay, I need to I need to hear what they're talking about. Wow, it got really dark in here really fast. It did. Yeah, you can turn a light to, on. I don't want to get up. The Welcome to Wyoming. Gets dark really quickly. It is still sunny here in West Coast, California. Not here. It was raining earlier too, and it was like gloomy. I was like, this is the perfect day for podcast recording. Gloomy, cold days. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on. So gap we already talked about that um my notes just froze between yuki and joe the they both had drs but uh behind sd bestie and i think that's when that incident happened when they were trying to like overtake because they were all fighting for that position and he pushed him off the track Joe pushed himself a, off the track. I, I agree. He, but, I mean, there's nothing that we can do. And he saw a gap. He tried to take it, and it didn't end up the way he hoped. 
No, and I, I mean, yeah, would I have liked to see it go differently? I would have. And the penalty really sucks for Yuki, but also, Joe got points. He got points today. Good for him. He was P10. Oh, yeah, good, good for him. I'm, I'm happy, but I just wish it hadn't been under those circumstances. I agree. I, I mean, he saw, and like we said earlier, like, they have instinct. And I think he was following an instinct at that point, thinking that he could do it without, like, anything happening and he shot for it you have to take risks sometimes you can't just sit there and be like oh he's right there I could overtake him or I could try but I'm not going and who knows I mean Yuki was holding his ground he might have been playing chicken and both of them just went for it you know very Mm -hmm. hard heads yep but Max won again after lap 66 So right as he was about to win, he lapped Charles, who was in P12. It's like, damn, he's zooming. He's on a move. But he won again. (laughs) And then double podium for Mercedes. Uh, There we go, Mercedes. That's what we want. Like, that's what we're looking for for you guys. Lewis Hamilton, P2, chef's kiss. Love that. George Russell, beautiful. Which Lewis kind of came out of nowhere in this race. He did. He was just like doing his thing and then boom. It was like he was doing his thing and then all of a sudden the race was over P2 and I was like, what happened? Where did that come from? Can we appreciate like at this point when I'm sitting on my couch trying to come back to life with my coffee and I realized and I I had to go double back and rewind and watch again when they said that Max had a 24.090 second lead. I couldn't, I could not wrap my head around that. Mm-hmm. That Hamilton, for as great as a driver as he is and how good Mercedes car is, was 24, almost 25 seconds. Well, 24.1, I can do math. Math is hard. Uh, public math is worse. 24 <laughs> seconds behind Max Verstappen. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, he closed the gap for a little bit, but I mean, at this point, there is no holding up to Max. No, not even. So, a like we bit. said, it's second, first place. It is. But I'm so, it made me so happy to have Lewis Hamilton back on the podium. Like, he, he's such an icon and such a, like, he it, really is. I was speechless. I was so happy. <laughs> He really is. And again, like, it's just good to see uh, when a whole team gets to be on the podium together. Like, what a win for Mercedes today. Red Bull, we knew what you were going to do. We right. were used to this point. We're really rooting for two and three. I mean, a double point for Mercedes and Aston Martin. Yeah. Carlos ended up in P5. For, I mean, yeah, he wasn't the race but in p5 in a home race i played p2 with how many struggles and not easy over lewis hamilton and george russell coming out of nowhere with like with their rocket ships i think p5 is not the issues that they were no having. i think p5 was great for him and overall Joe like in the point this race. heck yeah like i i think it was an interesting race it
Yeah. Pause, you cut out. Can't hear you. What about now? Yep. I think my AirPods died. Whoops. Well, we can cut that out. Whoopsies. Anyways, again, the biggest heartbreak for this race, though, was Yuki and Joe. Uh, still great for Joe to get points, but I really think the FIA needs to take a look again at what they've done to Yuki because that was that was harsh. Yeah, I I don't like that their automatic penalty when it comes to time penalties is automatically five seconds. That is no. so detrimental. It really is, and it. I mean. For him, it just happened to be at the worst spot possible for him to move out of having points. You right. know, like it, it just so happened to be where he was. And yes, it might not be that bad for, you know, if you're looking P2 to six, even like it still sucks if you lose a podium, but at least you get points. I, I mean, that happened to what I was saying earlier with Carlos. He had an incident, I think it was in Australia. He was going to be P3, and they gave him a five-second penalty for an incident, which, it granted, it was technically his fault, but a five-second penalty for something that was obviously not on purpose. See, that's the thing, too. They need to evaluate, like, was this malicious intent? No, because right there, that would have cleared Yuki. It well, was also, like, Carlos, when that happened to him, he was like, let me talk to them. Let me talk to them. It's too severe. Like, the no. And same thing with Yuki in an interview after the race today. He was like, it's too severe. Like, five seconds is a lot. Yes, it's it's way too much. So maybe, I don't know, maybe this race will wake them up. They'll reevaluate. I doubt it. I doubt Because I know a lot of fans, whether or not you're a Yuki fan or – who you who which team you belong to this was not okay this is un this is unjust no i agree but overall i feel like it was an interesting race um heartbreak for yuki and lando but they're both proven themselves i feel like lando they just needs a hug and more of his egg rolls let's just order him 17 egg rolls i would absolutely send him 17 egg rolls I think I would eat them before they got there. Honestly, yeah, I'm feeling it, but I'm also hungry. Same. I am too. But anywho, uh, we still owe any of our listeners out there a F1 Basics in History episode, which eventually we will get to. We promise. We do have some busy lives, though. Um, we're trying. We're working on it, I swear. We're trying we'll so there. hard. We'll get there, I promise. Stay with us. But stay tuned. Next race is in four weeks. And so hopefully on the week off that we have, hopefully we can get to the like basics kind of background episode. So stay tuned. Yes. Please stay thanks tuned. For, thanks for watching and listening and please subscribe. Much love. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.